Hello, and welcome to episode four of Rhythm and Wit, the podcast and video series that will discuss and explore the creative and artistic expressions of artists and performers in Oklahoma City and its neighboring cities, also once referred to as the greater metro area by a popular local rock band. I will be one of your hosts. My name is David Steele. I am a bass player, a music producer, a graphic designer, a photographer, and a film hobbyist. My co-host is Nicholas Campbell. Nick is a stand-up comedian, a singer, a songwriter, a guitar player, an electrical contractor, a husband, a father, and my best friend for almost 25 years. In today's episode, we discuss inspiration. We talk about some of the things that inspired us when we were growing up, as well as how we continually try to step out of our bubbles and expand our experiences. We talk about how we stay inspired through opposition and how to deal with criticism and ask for feedback, as well as some other sources of inspiration such as our peers, teaching others, and following our interests. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and podcast feeds to keep up with new episodes that drop every Friday. We hope you enjoy today's episode, as we greatly appreciate your time and attention. Watch carefully. Five, four, three... You didn't say two or one. Oh, you, you don't say two or one. Why not? You just don't. Okay? Now, it goes. And five, four, three. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Rhythm and Wit with me, David Steele, and... Me, Nick Campbell. We're here to talk today... To you about inspiration. I had a question to kick us off with to you, Nick, is what is like one of your earliest memories of seeing something that you saw out in the world, whatever it is, if it's a movie, some TV show character, or you know, comedian or whatever, musician, that you saw and said, Oh, I want to do that. What may you know? inspired you to to be creative and to do something creative with your with your life um oh that's a good question the uh um that's a tough one man but i can tell you whenever i was younger i've always been into music and like Mm -hmm. mtv music videos and uh, my family played music a lot so that was inspired they did a lot of singing and Mm -hmm. and so one time i went to go i had like a little guitar i don't know if you remember this but i had a little (laughs) guitar and I brought the plunger in from the bathroom, <laughs> and I set it in the living room, and I started, it was like two years old, and I started playing the yeah, guitar while, so I've always wanted to do music. Ultimately, I've always wanted to be a performer. Right. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was, it, the inspiration for that probably was to get attention. Yeah. You know, and it worked. So, because, you know, my whole family did that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, That's how you kind of yeah. got attention within your family is by being entertaining was a family uh, full of entertainers. Yeah. <laughs> it like, so it's like you had to be the best if you wanted to stand out or you had to be, be you know. Yeah. Show promise. You, yeah. You yeah. had to 
be worthy of of the attention in a way. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of yeah. one-upsmanship mm-hmm. in in the Kelly side of my family, which would be my mom and mm-hmm. and my grandma and all that. But uh, but they are we all joke around and we all make fun of each other in a way and mm-hmm. uh, and just kind of who can get the best joke. Me and my dad, I found that out this weekend <laughs> or this previous week. I was working with dad. He's retired, but we were, he's yeah. working to just get some money, you know. And uh, the whole time we're working, we're in this rich people's house and it's like heavy big chandeliers and stuff mm-hmm. but we get it set up and we're joking and laughing the whole time like we're just me and him cutting each other up and then the lady comes in he's like you guys look like you have so much fun <laughs> like, i was like it's, it's just what we do man yeah. you know <laughs> yeah which is good i mean that's something that most people can't say they have a, that much fun on the job <laughs> yeah i mean being able to do that well we're just making fun of these right. giant fixtures right. that seem yeah. ridiculous that's you know? something i've always like that's something i like to think about my personality and who I am is just uh, I like to find the humor in things and try not to take anything too seriously yeah and that's why I think we've always gotten along in that way because we're very different in that way I mean I we grew up in very different families for in in that sense that you just said that was not how my family was was when I was growing up so but I don't know I've always just tried to look at life as uh, something to enjoy and, and laugh at and you know just find the fun in it if you can I mean that's uh, something I always try to do and you know laugh at everything that you can laugh at yeah it takes the weight out of it too mm-hmm. if you're able to do it with somebody else or call out yeah an elephant in the room mm-hmm. and then uh, that's something my mom was really good at was making people that all right so big inspiration mm-hmm. was my mom so she yeah. she was really good at making people feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And she did that by being a fun person and like singing and kind of getting yeah. you to let down your guard. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of I, I I think I feel like I do the same thing. But it, it, she was just she was way better at being kind in that way or mm-hmm. being like supportive. Of, yeah, open and supportive. yeah. Because if you came to her with anything, she'd be like, "Oh yeah, I bet you could do it. I bet you could fix yeah. it. You know, let's help Possibly. you get there." Yeah. And so she was just super nice about that. So I see that. And then uh, so she would listen to music and I would just kind of sing along with her she knew how to sing so she taught me like how yeah. to sing with your diaphragm and everything when I was younger and we would just sing as loud as we could in the mm-hmm. house and nobody would stop you nobody would be yeah. like hey you need to be quiet yeah nobody was there no. to say you shouldn't do that either which is I think a big thing for a yeah. lot of people is you know having that support of someone saying encouragement is is you know very valuable in pursuing anything that we're trying to do so that sounds great. I mean, definitely sounds like your family was your inspiration. I mean, it sounds like you didn't. Ne- it was never even a question of what you know or uh, what you wanted to do. It was just ingrained in you at that a- early age. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I mean, I definitely would could say my family has been an inspiration for me too. But as far as my creative inspirations. I mean, they inspired me to be a good person, I think, and, and have helped shape me into who I am, which I value. But as far as the inspiration goes, I mean, I guess my parents did always allow me to express myself in however I wanted to. And they were always supportive of, you know, if I wanted to have long hair when I was a teenager. I guess how old were you? I was probably 15. 14, 15, and I had hair down to my shoulders. 
an early inspiration for me growing up was not the earliest, but was just the whole skateboard community and the skateboarding culture. Oh, yeah. That was one of the first places that I felt like I had a place I could see myself in the world. And there was so much creativity to, to skateboarding. I mean, in the way that you express yourself on the way you dress and, you know, the way you wear your hair and, you know, the, I mean, not only with the actual skateboarding itself and expressing yourself within movement and, and uh, doing tricks and learning and, you know, getting better and improving on those types of things. Um, but also with just the art of it all. I mean, there's so much art within skateboarding, a vi visual art, like, uh, skateboard graphics on the backs of the yeah. boards. I mean, those were, we could never afford those. And it's like, I only had maybe a handful of nice, cool graphics on the mic, but they get messed up. So it's like, why would you spend a hundred dollars on a piece of art that you're just going to destroy? I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking. Well, you do, <laughs> I think it's funny because like, I, do you think your that art style and that like graphics of like inspires your graphics to this day? Yeah, definitely. I mean, in a way, yeah. I think that when it comes to my inspiration for graphic design, there's so much that inspired me in that front. I mean, I think of just I think one of the earliest actually, I will say this, but probably going back to the, my question to you originally with the earliest inspiration had to be the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, that's a good one. Because, I mean, in cartoons, for me, when I was a kid, were just all I cared about in a, in a weird way. I mean, I think that most kids probably did, but for me, it was something very special because it was the art of it, like the the actual drawn images and you know crafted um character design and in particularly that show for me that was definitely my earliest love of cartoons was um that show so and they had so many cool character art in that i mean not only the turtles themselves but all of their weird meeting friends and all of that it's like so inspiring but also that inspired me to start drawing you know as a child and then eventually led me to be a graphic artist because I just love that. I, I'm very inspired by hard kind of lines and bright colors. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why I've never been into comic books as a young kid. I was more into cartoons and like watching the animated, like X-Men animated series. another one um but that you know i wasn't i wasn't a comic book collector at all but i loved the art of comic books so that's definitely one that i definitely am still inspired to if you anybody comes to my house yeah. you will see all kinds of marvel <laughs> all over the walls because i just love the art and i was thinking about this earlier today in preparation for this was marvel and to me in particular is I think it's not so much because I don't, I'm not out here trying to make comic books. I was when I was a kid. I th thought that was like something that I definitely could do because it's like, oh, I can draw and I can write words. Yeah. <laughs> I can make a comic book, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, that was probably definitely one of my first forays into any kind of storytelling was making my own comics when I was probably like eight or something. Um, 
which, you know, I obviously don't have those inspirations these days, but I still love the MCU and Marvel. I think it's more of the iconography of it. And like the characters themselves, of course, is, but it's just like they're iconic characters. I mean, take Spider-Man, for example. everything that character stands for so many people can identify with and no matter what even though he's you know a you know middle class white kid you know from New York I mean so many people of all shapes and colors and genders are inspired by that character and to the point where there is every shade of a different spider-man for every you know person yeah. uh, with uh, what they have done with him which is great so it's like that kind of stuff really inspires me to these heroes, right? They're, they're inspirational because they want to help people. I think that is one of the inspirations for why I love superheroes so much is because they're just out here trying to save everyone and, uh, yeah. you know, and try to help everyone and be in, you know, it's very sacrificial in a lot of ways. I mean, especially if you go to look at Spider-Man, he sacrifices his normal teenage life so he could go out and save the people that he need that need to be saved you know, from physical harm. Well, I think that Marvel, I mean, does a great job of giving, there's only so many archetypes, really, mm -hmm. but then having variances on each archetype right. so you can kind of, like, impose yourself if mm -hmm. you connect with somebody. And they have that across the gambit, you know, like... I, I think it's funny that people attach themselves to, like, Deadpool mm -hmm. when he's just, like, this chaotic... <laughs> but you know? some people, I mean, I think it makes sense because a lot of people walk around and, like, their mind is a jumbled mess. Yeah. So, like... It's like, oh, I, I see myself, this character is, it's like, that's kind of how my mind is or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean. Or people like the Punisher, you know, yeah. like that, but, uh, or even like you said, like uh, different variances on just Spider-Man, mm -hmm. you know? Look that's at, been into one the spider -verse. of the easiest yeah. one to, to point to it with that. But I mean, even going back to Superman, that's like, he's an iconic, you know, uh, just symbol even. I mean, you'd look at this actual symbol of the S I mean, that's what I like about Super... I don't really care too much for that character. I mean, he's fine or whatever. He's not one of my favorites. But that symbol is one of the coolest symbols <laughs> that, you know, can be for a superhero. And it's, like, um, very inspiring in a way of... I mean, he wasn't originally... He was supposed to be an inspiration for, you know, the American people going through the war, you know. And it's like having some, some symbol of hope, even though it's completely made up. <laughs> it's like Captain America. Yeah, similar. Yeah. I mean, a but lot then of that stuff. during Civil War, during their Civil War, oh, I mean, you saw the other side where he was like, "Hey, I don't want to be controlled, though." You yeah. know, and I mean, so, that's what that, that's what's so good about Marvel to yeah. me is their willingness to dive into you know real world topics, and you know, with the X Men, I mean, that's all about um, oppression yeah. <laughs> and like you know the minority and you know all of this and being treated unfairly because they don't understand you you know i mean that's the entire premise of the x-men <laughs> or and then normal people's perceived danger right of the yeah because you know? they don't understand it yeah. yeah they they perceive it as evil because they don't understand it i mean that's there's so much i mean even to this day there's that's why the x-men are so popular still um so yeah, that stuff. I mean, it's inspiring for life. I think for me, it's just, and a lot of it is. I think with comic book or comic book movies in general, the MCU, 
is and is for me and for years it's like been an escape from reality for me it's like i go into this imaginary world that's so vast now with like you know dozens of movies at this point and syrian projects and all that it's like you can get lost in that world very easily which something that i've always you know been a fan of uh, escapism but it's not always the best thing to do either so and it's like but i think a lot of it too like i said it's not always like i'm not trying to do what they're doing with any of that stuff but it still will come out in ways uh how i express myself like i said just walk around my house and that you'll see the things that i like <laughs> you yeah. know what i'm interested in you pretty know quickly is uh I feel the same way with like Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like whenever I was young, when I was watching, I mean, very young. This is back whenever it was coming on in the morning yeah. on like Sunday. <laughs> yeah. To- when you had to catch it mm-hmm. at like four or five o'clock in the morning, along with Ronin Warriors and Sailor Moon. <laughs> Not, and, and I would watch both of those. Yeah. Um, Great anime. Yeah, but Dragon Ball Z, it was this like this one guy, very simple guy. All he mm-hmm. needed was the people around him, but he also had this drive to be better. You yeah. Know, drive to want to do be the best, be the or, best. or just challenge himself. Yeah, honestly. but his challenge himself was also so detrimental to everyone around him. <laughs> but he was self-sacrificing. Yeah. And I feel like that Dragon Ball Z gave me that um, this idea of just like you know be the hero, you know mm-hmm. be it do. And I got a little bit of a savior complex, anyways, mm-hmm. but. Be the hero, and that's what my. I mean, mom used to watch it. Mom and dad used to watch it. Remember whenever it came on Toonami? Yeah, and uh, that was always good that they're so involved. I think there's more, and then not to be. I've gained more from Dragon Ball Z than I have religion. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And not in a bad way, but it's just like, all right, it's. But but it's good that I mean it does. That's what just shows that religion is great for people that it does help and like that can learn how to be a better person with it but there are other options i mean we learn so much of film for me is that i've i've recently or not recently but when i was taking some film classes uh I, i learned about film was like they so much of our culture and knowledge is spread through film and things like that i mean that's where think about it when we grew up where did we learn the most about the outside world from before the internet (laughs) yeah yeah tv tv shows i mean we learned about black culture from the cosby's or fresh prince video games too you know yeah yeah, and and all these you know different cultures and different people are expressing their lives through their art so that we can experience something and get an idea of what um the outside world is like or, or different experiences that we don't have well so. as far as inspiration that inspires you to mm-hmm. go out into the, that world because i mean a lot of times we live in our own bubble mm-hmm. like we're kind of not right. in, and personally i'm stuck in this bubble. Mm-hmm. i mean not stuck as far as like but i can't get it i gotta i mean if everybody does i think but you, you get up you go to work you deal with the same people you normally deal with mm-hmm. you kind of get home you deal with those people and you, you don't really go out and jaunt Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Saturday, Sunday might be a little different, but for the yeah. most part, your bubble's pretty small within the where you got to go and what you got to do, mm-hmm. and not, uh, not even by choice, you know. And so, whenever you see these other expressions of like a family, or you know, I think that's why it is important that you know, um, you know, gay people have 
see themselves in art. Yeah. See themselves in Disney. They, they you should. know, I, I feel that it's kind of a weird argument to go, hey, this shouldn't exist was when it has yeah. existed for the entirety of the time. I mean, that was like my one of my earliest kind of depiction of gay culture was from like Will and Grace on TV. You know, it's oh, like yeah. they had gay characters on TV in a way. And it's like, oh, you can experience something that, you know, I was a young kid. So, I mean, I wasn't out in the world that, you know, knowing about anything about gay culture. But that show, you know, was a, a, a view into that. Uh, window a little bit so i mean that but that is how a lot of america for sure learns about other cultures is through television and has for a long time and definitely movies too because movies are are and sometimes in a bad way you look at like you go back to like hitler and stuff in germany and, and they had like the propaganda movies and stuff like that and it's like they were brainwashing people with these things because they were showing things and expressing ideas and sharing those in a very negative way where so it can go both ways i mean film is very powerful and story well like we did that. it with the russians during the 50s right and then during the o's after 9 11 or whatever mm-hmm. they we did it with the middle east basically yeah. you know every bad guy was from the middle but they didn't have any specifics really mm-hmm. you know like in marvel who who got yeah. um <laughs> tony stark yeah they were just like you know these people out here you know and i, I feel like sometimes that yeah. villainization could mm-hmm. go i mean obviously oh, it did go against that's a very bad i mean because yeah. yeah like the middle easterners always depicted as terrorists in yeah. movies it's like i mean and um yeah you should go for their motivations versus right. the area and location that they're at like well why yeah, are they doing that doesn't this? matter yeah ultimately but or shouldn't but yeah i mean i don't know i'm not a filmmaker so not yet maybe <laughs> i mean i could that would be interesting but that's something that in film and everything i do it's like i want to try to include different voices besides my own it's like i don't you know i don't claim to know everything at all so <laughs> yeah. very far from it same here so it's uh always good i love to learn about other people's cultures and other people's experiences i mean that's one of the reasons why i want to get out and be involved in the community and meet just new people as much as I can because I love to experience try to experience you know another side of looking at things and learn something new because everything you learn that's why I think with all the stuff we're talking about I mean it's just kind of what the things that we like and but everything that you everything that you see in the world you're internalizing it and you'll take it and you can output it somewhere else whatever you're creating or, yeah. or through the filter of so, your experience right yeah. so everything can be an inspiration that's that was my point <laughs> everything can, yeah everything can be anything so you know I, something i wanted to kind of talk about is uh, so whenever i was a musician i mean i still am <laughs> when i was out doing music and you yeah know, um whenever i first started i would pick apart songs mm-hmm. right I would, you would go in you would listen to a song you would pick apart all the pieces and then you would go okay how can i like make my version of this or but then you'd also start judging things like you just because it, it, the part of doing any craft is you have to judge it for yourself to see if it's good like you know like yeah if i'm writing music or if i'm doing comedy or if i'm you know building electrical system in a house i have to judge it and go this is good mm-hmm. you know basically um so at a certain point whenever i was doing music I would start instead of enjoying music I would just start taking it apart mm-hmm. instead of like enjoying and so it became almost daunting to listen to music yeah you're like you're kind of I think I get that because yeah. I'll do that a little bit with 
like when I'm on Spotify, I'm already at work and it's like, oh, do I want to listen to Spotify? And for whatever reason, it's like, this feels like it's going to be a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're taking people, it, it yeah. almost becomes work to live. So right. this, this is what I get to is I would get, when I was younger, I would get inspired by watching a band play or watching a music video or listening to a song or, mm -hmm. or you know and then after a while once i got older and we were playing with other bands i would watch other bands and i just wouldn't enjoy them yeah. uh, because i would be like well what are they doing wrong mm -hmm. what can we do better are we better than them are they yeah. better than us and and it really killed i recognized this back then too and i had a hard time getting into the style i was just like man i can't really enjoy mm -hmm. i'm not enjoying these people's music yeah what i really enjoy about doing comedy is I didn't allow that groove to get made where I was yeah, like, oh, so I'm going to, I don't judge it. You didn't start out that way. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm just like, I, I'm just going to watch these people. Like yeah. I'm enjoying it. Cause I, I think that's something that once, yeah. if you do that, like the important bits will, you'll remember them or, so, or if you have a thought while watching someone and say, oh, that's, I could maybe take something from that and use you know that idea or not yeah. to take their stuff but like the mechanics of use it. like an idea yeah. or an, you know it could spark uh, something in your mind that you could try and it's like you don't have to look for those things those things will appear and you'll notice them <laughs> you can leave the judgments behind yeah that's what it feels and and that's why i like doing comedy now and watching people that and then watching them i've done, I've done it for about a year now and i've mm -hmm. I, for about a year and a half though I watched. I just wanted to watch the people that were doing it. Because you were going out and going to the mics and watching the people before you actually went up. Oh, yeah. For like six months to yeah. a year, I was watching. Because that also, Bricktown showed up, and mm -hmm. then that really was a great way to watch comedy. Yeah. Um, but then I've seen these people progress. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody that I really like, or that I'm seeing right now, just like, kill it, is Dave Branch. Hey, guys. Dave Branch here. Just want to let you know about a show I have coming up where I'm roasting Jen Shamron. Mm -hmm. This guy, he's he he's uh, he's put together a really good set, and he, yeah. he he expresses it well. And I've watched him. What's funny is we kind of worked together here this past week or so. Yeah. And it's just like I remember first watching him and seeing him now, and it's just like man, that's great to see this growth. Yeah. You know, it's it, and you learn from watching them grow. Yeah, and it's that's inspiring too. That's a, yeah. That's something I had written down too. Was I'm inspired by the, you know all the performers that I've met and interacted with much more over the past six months or so by going to the open mics and and just being around and seeing them like like Dave Branch he was at the mic last night at Fairweather did great oh nice um yeah and I I noticed that too I hadn't seen him a ton before you know recently but um uh yeah th yeah those performers inspire me to just keep going and to keep you know keep showing up for my craft just because I see them pushing themselves and we push each other I think in that way and it's like a uh, very powerful to be in the community and see you know just watching each other do better and better is, is inspiration yeah and that's yeah but yeah the something else that now that I'm watching it in that way mm-hmm it's like holding on to sand. I feel like if you're sitting oh, there yeah. picking stuff apart, <laughs> you don't even get the full idea of it. You're just like, all right, man, like you're just like trying to grasp what's important there. And a lot of times it's not even the act or the thing that's important. It's the expression. It's the, this moment in time doing this thing, you know, nobody can do that at that moment in time. Yeah. Nobody can be on that stage doing that in that moment. You've created <laughs> something unique, mm -hmm. you know? 
And um, the the success in that is that moment. Yeah, that's all there is. Yeah. That's why I like the performance. And I think I've realized that about performing of all kinds, comedy, music. And I think that the magic of it is, and the reason why I'm addicted to it in a way of watching other people perform, is that it is that very, um, you know, insoluble thing where it's just like, this is the experience, this is it, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you're here for it or you're not. Yeah, and it's so, a firecracker. I mean, you yeah. know, it's like, and it's such a different experience. Of course, you could film it, you can post videos online, which is a cool way to you know get an idea of what it was but you can't experience you know fully the experience is when you're in front of somebody that's doing something incredible that's what i like about bricktown on open mic nights is so you, it's a roll of the dice yeah. but when everybody gets a chance to get a warm crowd and everybody is hitting you know and, and doing a good job it it almost seems like magic i feel like if i put enough effort like they do in la here yeah let's just do that let I'm make this my la let me mm -hmm. make this my place that i am enjoying this is our pond even yeah. though it's a small one mm -hmm. let's make it the best we can and, and just it's enjoy. growing i mean yeah well, in like 10 more years who knows what this city will be i mean it could be much bigger i mean it's already gonna be bigger than it is now because it's every time you turn the corner there's a new building being built a new inner and it's all a lot of it is entertainment based and stuff like that which i think is what we need in oklahoma because there's nothing to do well i mean there was a lot less when we were younger too yeah yeah there's more yeah there's more and more like i said but it's growing everywhere i mean mm -hmm. we got a scene there's all kinds of stuff coming up and yeah. how's the music scene though it's terrible. Is, <laughs> is it? I feel uh, comedy's growing. Yeah. Growing a big time, but... Was there anything else that you wanted to hit on? Any big um, topics? As far as inspiring, I like having a buddy. Like, a, I have a writing buddy. His name is Leo Mendes. Yeah. Uh, we write... We try to write every week, but, you know, life. But, uh, but an accountability buddy really helps. And then somebody mm -hmm. who's there to kind of talk out your ideas with. And really, sometimes just talk. To kind of just express the ideas mm -hmm. of, of a joke. Yeah, and you're bouncing stuff around yeah. and seeing. Because sometimes you need to hear stuff out loud, at all. Like, yeah. <laughs> and 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 somebody you have to tell it to someone else too. And it's like a lot of I learned this when in music, um, when you're mixing, right? Like mixing a song and all the tracks and uh, and you're just like, well, I don't know, this is good. It's like it sounds good to me, but it's like there's stuff in here that I think that could be better. But you don't know. Maybe you're you've been doing it a long time, and you kind of get into that where it's like hard to see the forest for the trees. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so, but the best way to get over that is to just play it for someone else and watch their reaction. But not even really pay attention to their reaction so much. It's just that for whatever reason, it puts your mind in a state to where everything that you think could be better will appear very vividly to you because someone else is you know because you're presenting it yeah to yeah and it's like i said it doesn't even they don't it doesn't really matter what their reaction is it's just in your mind you will automatically know the things that you it's not even that need to be changed but the things that you'll notice yeah. that might be need to be changed what's i think something that to touch on here is even whenever you give somebody the opportunity to listen to your art it's important to 
pick that person wisely. Yeah. Because, you know, right. you don't want a, somebody to come in and completely obliterate it either. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, you want you want yeah. somebody you can trust, somebody well, who's going to protect your art as well. Somebody that's going to come know? at it with compassion, I think, yeah. is and a kindness. big thing. Because, yeah, if you're asking somebody for crit- criticisms of any kind, it's difficult to... It's difficult. Criticism is a tricky thing no matter what because you're telling somebody that what's wrong or something that could be wrong with their art so i think in all cases if you're even if you're if you're that person that's you know there to criticize come at it with the most compassion that you can and be just gentle yeah yeah, because it's very deeply you know the the people that work on I mean, what we do for our art or anybody that creates art puts a lot of work and probably a lot more time and thought into things that than you realize or you might realize. So I take criticism badly <laughs> in general, I'll admit it. It's not easy. I've gotten better and I try to be, be you know, I try not to be, try not to be outwardly offended. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, even if it does hurt, but... With graphics, I learned a long time ago to separate that out for graphic design. I mean, I put my, you know, a lot of thought into the things that I design and create for sure, but I don't put a lot of myself into it, I guess, like, because it's not really my expression. I'm more helping somebody else express their themselves, so okay. it's easier for me to yeah. take criticism with, with that kind of aspect for sure. But yeah, whenever it is something that I put a lot of myself into and am and, and proud of, it's hard for me to hear anything that could be bad about it or not, you know, or whatever the criticism it is. Yeah. I feel like I've, I've, I've te- dealt with a lot of criticism. I, I can take hits fairly well, mm-hmm. but for me, what I love about comedy is like, it doesn't matter what anyone says because if the audience yeah. is laughing, it's, it's working, <laughs> yeah. you know? And you might have some hack jokes, but you can kind of weed through those. Yeah, even those, like, I mean, there's definitely people, I've definitely seen lots of people, like, just throw a joke in there that's not even, it's like, that's not original at all. Like, (laughs) it's an old hat joke, you know? But it's like, whatever, if it it works in the moment and it's like, you know, it's, it's funny, it can still be funny even though it's, you know, been done. It's not, I'm not even talking about people stealing jokes, but I'm just saying, like, or using puns or something. It yeah, always... or common phrases. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, common like phrases. Any kind of cliche kind of joke kind of things. Yeah. Or, I mean, it's not like, yeah, like you said, it could be um, whatever, like low-hanging fruit, yeah, I guess. Well, that's yeah. also a place marker. That's really yeah. all that is. It's like, hey, I'm going to put this right here, and I'm going to replace that with something later. Yeah. You know? Could be, yeah, if but you it... use it for a tool. Well, I'm just saying, like, people yeah. use those kinds of things in their act, which is, like I said, it could work totally because i've seen it work but i've also seen it not work <laughs> yeah but are people like okay you put a little bit more thought into that maybe you want it to work 90 percent, but the audience will let you know right the audience but, usually let you know but yeah i uh, mean like i said it could still work i mean yeah. if people if people laugh then it's working like you said so yeah. that's what's it's nice you get that immediate feedback with comedy well see and that's the thing is a, a lot of times if you are if you do find somebody who is probably not the person to trust with your um, art, yeah. then that person is going to come to you and tell you about it no matter what. So yeah. that's the first red flag. Is like, here, listen, here's what's wrong with what you yeah. did. You're like, okay, hold on. All right, yeah, I got you. Yeah. So I, I try to be a little bit more personally, like, especially with music. I got, um, 
I have a lot of hang-ups on music compared to comedy mm-hmm. because I dealt with that a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think a lot of it, too, is from when you're, you know, are you going to make money with this? That's in there, and that really ruins, uh, ruins like it. Like the expectations of other yeah. people. Well, I mean, like when you're growing up, you're, you're you know, yeah. and you're like, I'm going to be a rock star, mm-hmm. obviously. Like, is that financially? <laughs> Your parents are going to go, hey, you just can't you gotta get something else you gotta get a second thing you can't just this isn't you know you're not that good <laughs> you know, really that's what they're saying is like you're yeah, not that good I think yet that kind of thinking is unfortunate because I think yeah. that is because it has value the way our culture is yeah. I mean that's where most people I mean there's I mean especially I'm sure with comedians I've heard ton, countless comedians talk about their upbringing on stages and they talk about how their parents thought it was a terrible idea or whatever but it's like i mean these things that comedy art of any kind music it's it's so valuable for us i think it's as valuable as what we do for a living because it's the way we express ourselves and the way that we i mean if you don't express yourself that can be very damaging i think to a person and their mental health so like you have to and i think we all express ourselves in in different ways even if you don't do any kind of art or music or or performance i mean you everybody gets stressed in the morning you pick out the clothes you wear you pick you do what you want to your hair and your whatever you do you know it's like your the way you present yourself to the world is an expression of yourself so and the way you talk and the way what you talk about you know i mean yeah. it's all and if we, if you, and if you hold that back, it's very damaging and can lead to depression. And you know you have to keep that your gener, generative drive. It has to be healthy and and you know you have to be outputting something. I think to be truly yeah. happy. But I think and then and going back to the thing about expressing as a child, right? A lot of and and. For a lot of us creatives, we're introverted, like I've mentioned before. We might not, we struggle with expressing ourselves in those simple ways, like communicating and, you know, presenting yourself. So that's why we go into art, I think, and find alternate ways to express ourselves. And that's the worst thing to tell someone they shouldn't do that. Yeah, or when they first start something. Mm-hmm. Be, yeah, be supportive and not... Yeah don't discourage anyone you wouldn't yell at a toddler for not coloring in the lines right (laughs) like you're like you know that's the wrong crayon it's like there is no wrong crayon dude yeah it's like maybe i mean there's room for that maybe if you've been doing uh something and and putting a lot of time and effort and maybe money into a project for decades and it's really just not going anywhere i mean maybe that's the point where it's like okay (laughs) are you uh (laughs) let me look at this maybe Maybe they're right you know but it's like there's a point something jerry corley he's like a a comedy coach or whatever jerry corley says he has a lot of great stuff on youtube but um something he says is uh ask a question you know if somebody hits you with a critique follow up with two questions you know like why do you think that mm-hmm. and okay so this is why you think that after so many people say the same thing yeah then you're yeah. like okay maybe there's some truth to this mm-hmm. right um that's a good but you also don't want it coming from somebody or anyone who's like attacking immediately you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but either way uh, yeah no i like that i think that's <laughs> yeah. something that i've thought about a little bit too is i mean this is kind of uh 
I mean, it goes back to what you're saying, but it's a weird thought that popped in my head was there was a girl here at the last uh, party, Dave the Dead 3.5 summer rerun. Um, <laughs> uh, thanks for everybody to come out. Uh, <laughs> there was a girl there I had never met before, but she was just saying like, oh, like your house is so cute. And I was just thinking like, oh, that's a, that's a nice compliment. Sure, I'll take it. But I was, and then I was, I was a little bit taken off uh, back by it, uh, you know, just because, I don't know, not a lot of people, people do compliment my house often, but I never know what to say. <laughs> but I'll, afterwards, uh, later on, I was thinking about that. And I was like, I should have just asked her. It's like, why? What? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. what is it about my house that you thought, you know, you liked? Whatever it was. I mean, I think that's an interesting thing you brought that up because, yeah, just because somebody... Tell, I mean, I think it's good. If, if you like something that somebody does, you should tell them that. Except they like to hear that, especially if it is something that they worked hard on. Um, but I think if you're getting that compliment, ask what is it that you liked in particular. Just one thing even. Just, yeah. You know, and you can get a lot of insight from that because that's, you know, especially, like you said, if you hear the positive thing from lots of people too, you know exactly what it is that worked so well about yeah, whatever Yeah, that's a good did. point, too. Yeah. I mean, you got to throw in the positive with the negative. I mean, anytime you critique, I like to think of yeah. it. It's like, you got to go. You, you should sandwich it. Never, never give somebody a critique without yeah. at least saying what you did like about it, at least. I think that's a good point. I mean, I've been there where people have been like, hey, man, you know, you did this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. It's like, dang, were you even watching it for yeah. <laughs> for any other reason? It's like, why were you even watching it then if you hated everything about yeah. it? Yeah, because I don't think this was for you, <laughs> you know? Which, I mean, that, that's, that's a big part that's of it, too. That's a fair thing. Yeah. If it is, then it's fine. Then don't watch it. <laughs> you know, don't listen to it. But uh, as far as inspiration, um, I got another one. So Ryland's learning the guitar, mm -hmm. and it's inspired me to kind of go back and relook at my basics on my guitar yeah. because I'm trying to teach yeah. him a little bit as it, but I'm not trying to push him mm -hmm. into but you be any able direction. To answer the questions yeah. that you might have. Because like uh, like yesterday he had this question about um, he's really getting into like metal. Yeah. Like uh, who was it? Judas Priest. Mm -hmm. Like he's a bit, he's, he's learning breaking the law right now. <laughs> solid song but he uh, but he's like man I just can't I can't get my pinky to make this sound right and I was like well you, you gotta adjust your pressure right and so how do you do that you just practice doing it over and over again and he's like yeah but it's really boring I was like ah but that's the broccoli you know <laughs> like that's what you gotta eat to get better mm -hmm. and so it's, it's just and he wants to practice like you know he practices once a week it's like well this is a daily process you get yeah. 5 to 10 minutes a day is better than 30 to an hour mm -hmm. once a week you know and I feel like that's what I'm relearning. And then it, I'm yeah. imposing that on my comedy. It's like, yeah. hey man, just go do, write one joke. Five minutes a Just day. write one joke today. <laughs> you know, like I try not to give myself, I try to make, lower my expectations of myself to be able to just, just, and then what always happens is I'll write more. Yeah. I'll end up being like, oh, yeah. that was pretty good. Let yeah. me write this again. It's like you once know? you start, even if you say, I'm only going to do this for five minutes. It won't yeah. take long. You might end up doing 15, 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Because you're there anyways. Yeah. You know, if, like, if you get the ball rolling. Maybe maybe it doesn't and you just do five. And you're like, okay, well, I tried. <laughs> yeah. But then you still gave you it still a shot. You still did something. Yeah. yeah. And I you mean, still did that five. you have some progress. So. And I'm watching him 
get inspired and I'm like, oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I get to watch him do that and uh, listen to him slowly get better over yeah, time. And, and I can feel that kind of just like we're both learning new skills at the same mm-hmm. time. And yeah. so it's in, it's interesting to see where he's coming. From. And I started playing guitar at 14 like he same did. Age. <laughs> so and he's getting into Weezer, which is like well, my favorite band. Just pull back out then. some of your old tab sheets. That you have I got the printed. old songbooks. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, who are yeah. these people? I was like, that's Weezer, dude. It's like this is, <laughs> a, this is a very historic local band. Yeah, aliens versus robots. <laughs> Maybe learn all the, try to learn these ones. The tabs. Yeah, <laughs> just teach them only my song. Um, and then you can just uh, retire, and he can continue on. <laughs> Pass the torch. But he's doing great, and so I that's that's inspiring me. Um, and then I want to teach him to follow his interests mm-hmm. versus because i used to do this thing where i was like man i want to learn how to play really fast guitar mm-hmm. you know like and and learn which it helped me a lot but um i should i feel like i should have went down all that time I, I spent trying to be masterful at the guitar and like try to learn that i really wish i would have done more songwriting yeah like you know? not waste so much time on something you think is important yeah i was like i'm not good guitarist if i don't yeah. do this it's like well no you're doing a different thing. You don't have to be like these other mm-hmm. people. And so go towards where, yeah. almost like where you feel like you're being nudged. Yeah. It's like you whatever know? feels good and that you are happy doing. That calls to you. Yeah. You know, like, uh, like in comedy right now, my plan is to like, it just feels like I just, I'm, I want, I'm watching crowd work. I'm like, I want to get yeah, halfway decent better at, that. at being comfortable doing crowd work. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't come up with a joke. Yeah. I just want to be able to talk to a person off stage and then at the end, if nothing happened, just go, all right, thanks guys. This was a great conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, I got to know you a little bit. That's nice. Yeah. Without, getting, <laughs> without my ears getting hot and getting nervous because nothing's <laughs> yeah, happening. Right. You know? It's like, yeah. well, you know what? This is four and minutes. Just being comfortable with Nothing it. can happen for four minutes. Mm-hmm. These people are going to be okay. It's an open mic. It's free. You know? <laughs> Like, yeah, that's a hard thing to get over. I'm yeah, thinking. it's tough, but uh, but it's it's also like it teaches you to dig deep a little bit and just like get comfortable in uncomfortable situations. I feel like that's most comedy. Yeah, it's just. I think that's most of life for me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I've been yeah. just trying to figure that out for a while, um, but I made progress. <laughs> okay, so this weekend, a couple of events to talk about a big one i think for me the biggest thing is definitely the plaza festival plaza district festival is this saturday september 30th nice from noon to 10 p.m all day kind of big block party lots of art lots of performing music uh i go to it every year i love it i don't miss it um they usually have a lot of good music there uh, but I'll probably be skipping out on the music this year because there's a big show happening at the 51st Street Speakeasy that night at 7.30. Why don't you talk about that? Yeah, Robot Save City. Um, they always put on a great show at 51st uh, Street Speakeasy. Uh, they have a great lineup. It'll be uh, Andrew Wagner from Austin, Texas. Taylor Vinson from Denver, Colorado. We have uh, Madison Allen will open the event with appearances by the super funny Jen Shamron, Meredith Everett, and Jamie Clark. 
It's a great show, great room. Uh, yeah, James like Noon. Ten dollar cover show. starts at seven p.m. and seating starts at six thirty. So that should be a fun one. Yeah, James Noon is a good guy. Robot Safe City. Yeah, I love that. Good events. He does lots of events uh, at Speakeasy and art events too which i'm excited i don't know if he's got anything coming up but i'm excited for the next one oh and his band the nims yeah yeah that's always it. doing something <laughs> that guy's he's, awesome he, speaking of inspirations yeah <laughs> i mean <laughs> james Nim by far and he's a writer yeah he writes comedian too. everything yeah he's, he's great um so yeah that's a good one and now uh, yeah this guy yeah oh now this is uh, this is what i'm going this is my weekend this is Sunday i've been night. waiting months for this show uh andrew rose he is actually headlining bricktown comedy club this weekend on sunday uh the show is going to be at 6 30 it's going to have brandon kilo on it and chandler roan two killers <laughs> like it's going to be a great show and then andrew rose has actually been out doing shows to get prepared for this like on a little tour mm -hmm. and man it's cool to watch him be a person out there He's just—I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see what he brings yeah. to the show. Brings back. He brings back to the show because he went out like he's. They, I saw this get set up a few months back, maybe, and then he went and put together like a whole tour and just went and did it. And then I'm, I just want to see how sharp he's gotten. Mm -hmm. But this one, I'm going to try to get people to come to and uh, yeah, spread the word. And spread the word out on this one because I've been I've been personally really excited for mm -hmm. this one. It's it, another guy. It's cool to watch do his thing, you know. But uh, yeah. That's it. That's our Good. weekend. That's nice more than weekend. enough. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Like I said, the plaza, I'm excited for that. Just to be outside and walk around out there. And then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's it, I guess. That's it, guys. All right. Well, hey, thanks for sticking around with us. It's been a great time. This has been awesome. We love doing this. It's just fun yeah. to do. Also, don't forget, email us at <laughs> rhythmandwit at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Uh, just, yeah, just say, hey. How's it going? We'll read it. We'll read anything you write. Just write it. Well, almost anything. Almost anything. <laughs> almost anything. If you want to shout out your show, I mean, I don't know, email it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll mess around with it. Um, I think that's it. But thanks, guys. See you later. Have a good one. <laughs>